Hello and welcome to Metrospective, the Mecha podcast where we cover everything from Astro Boy to Mazinger Z. I'm Giovanna D. Matucci. I'm going to be king of the pirates. And I'm Devin. But my pronouns are she, her. I'm still going to be king of the pirates, though. I, th- I feel like you can be, a, you can, you know what? It's 2021. You can be a male queen. You can be, a, you can be a female king. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <clears throat> Monarchy is so, anyway. so many he, him Mon- queens out there on the catwalk. Speaking of uh, speaking of an extremely extravagant queen, <laughs> char <laughs> So we we have watched this movie twice together. Yes, yes. Uh, so um, I, I guess we're just gonna get right into it. I don't know. <laughs> like th- this is weird. It's been a minute since we've done just a thing. Well, the last movie was Mazinger Z Infinity, and that's not this. <laughs> that's not this. So, um, I guess... Although Char also can't fuck. Char can't... Uh, Char, I think Char is psychologically incapable of fucking. Despite what Tomino says about Nanai Miguel's pussy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so... But, I mean, like, where to be... Like, where do you begin? Because this is such... This is... It, it's got such a monumental legacy that i am coming in so fresh to that i honestly have very little personal reverence for but i get it <laughs> so um i guess we should start off with your first impression because we, we, we your second impression seemed warmer but you did not like this at first at least i didn't get the impression that you did i don't <clears throat> i don't know what my impression was i definitely didn't like you know i i don't know i i I I wasn't expecting anything, and usually that means I'm I'm fine with first impressions because I don't expect. But I think while I while while I was trying my hardest to not expect anything, I think this is a rare case where it's like, yeah, I was expecting stuff. Uh, nothing specific, but like you know, I was ex- I was expecting a response from myself. I was expecting to feel a certain way, um, just because of the reverence, because of the, and I think also because like. We've had a pretty good track record on this show of <laughs> of like picking shit that's like that 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 resonates with me in in that specific way that really like 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 I I like in terms of in terms of stuff that like moves me in the way some people talk about Charles Counterattack. Charles Counterattack moves um, me. I was much more moved by uh end of uh, by by Edeon being invoked. Uh, I almost seriously called it end of Eon. I, it, I mean, it, it basically is like like that. That speaks more to what it is. Um, like uh, I guess the preface and, is... and Votoms and like the entirety of Armored Trooper Votoms. Like I feel like I've had a very interesting and unique personal watch order for 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 my media. Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to also say that you. You, I think we're also both of us are suffering from a little bit of Tommy No burnout. That too, for sure. That too, for sure. Um, but no, but but I, I'm being so defensive. I'm being so needlessly defensive. Like this is this is a good this is a good movie. I did like it. I did like it at the time. But what was fucking me? What is it? What was fucking me up was like, why don't I love it? Um, I think you're also coming off the high of how much you just absolutely loved Double Zeta, and I think yeah, exactly. The I reason adore you weren't Double feeling the the like the sweet serenity of Char's counterattack was that you didn't hate Double Zeta. So a lot of people are like, oh, finally Double Zeta's over now. And then this is so, this is so not Double Zeta. And then this is like, so I think you didn't have like the Double Zeta wasn't a come down for you. 
So that might have also no. affected your immediate first impressions. Probably, yeah. Um, and also, like, especially for, like, Western audiences who are going to be more likely to be listening to this, y'all probably didn't even watch Double Zeta. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like, I didn't like Double Zeta the first time I watched it, but I didn't I didn't immediately say Double Zeta's worthless. I mean, I would, I, I still think that even... You should at least watch Double Zeta once. I mean, honestly, if 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 you regularly listen to us, I hope you watched Double Zeta. Uh, yeah, please, I, I hope our, I hope our fan base is primarily is is if I can hope for anything in our listener base, um, which I guess is, is a term I immediately prefer to fan base. Um, uh, you are not oscillating it, fans; you are people. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, fuck fandom. Um, but like, I hope I. I, I hope we I hope we attract people who would like double Zeta. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I feel like <clears throat> I I've noticed a trend of like over course correction in yes. like everything, and I feel that we're at a point now where people are pretty down on this movie. I've I've seen because like the public opinion of Charles Counterattack that I know is like in Japan this movie is like legendary. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you, like a, it's it's cinema. It's in the canon. Yeah, it's like this is basically like that. That's like saying like I don't really like Wrath of Khan. I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought about that movie in so long. So it's like, I feel like this occupies a similar, like, pop culture space as, like, Wrath of Khan. Whereas, like, there's people who have, like, only, who have seen Wrath of Khan, but are also like, oh, I just know Star Trek. I don't know any TOS or, I don't know any TNG or Deep Space Nine or any of that. So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there's people in Japan who have, like, oh, I remember Gundam and I saw Charles Counterattack. Right. Yeah. Like, huh. Yeah, because it's you know it's it's a movie. It's a low low commitment. Yeah, it's it's, it's just yeah. under two hours. Yeah, so which is the perfect length, I think, for like a film. Yeah, I, I I will say because like again, like this is like Charles Counterattack is, I think a certain gen. I would say like a certain pocket of of a certain generation's like almost like common introduction to like Gundam and sometimes Mecha as a whole. Um... And so I think that's interesting because it is such a, it is such a hyper condensed shot of of you know Gundam of a gun of what the of what the overall narrative arc of a of a of a season of your average Gundam series is, but for me like I'm so used to that where most people watch this one first and you know and treat it sort of as like you know. Um, unintentional like spark notes of what the universal century is you know inter- narratively i i think that's i think charles counterattack could is like an aid for people in that way of just like this is gundam it's like yes this is gundam but having it be ha- watching it you know as it was originally intended over the course of like a year <laughs> um week to week and have it have it be this ongoing thing like that is different from like a what is this movie like 90 minutes just right under two hours okay um like hour 54 so like you know uh i don't want to say a lot is quote-unquote lost because you know it's it's a film so it's it's a film and it's not a television show and film isn't film isn't i don't want to i don't want to claim that film is inherently inferior to serialized narrative television simply because tv is longer um but uh but because gundam is primarily seen as you know gundam is so many different 
Gundam has touched so many different mediums, but primarily it is a on it is a franchise of television series. Um, it was interesting for me because this was the first time I had. This is really the first time I'd seen. This is the first Gundam movie I've well, you saw watched. Ex- you seen the except uh, for the, like the trilogy, but like that's like those different. Are different, yeah. Like uh, um, there's not really that many Gundam movies. There's like yeah F ninety one, and I mean there's going to be the Hathaway trilogy. So now, now that I'm more used to what it is and then those initial those initial narrative, like, narrative's yeah. okay. It's not great. Those, but... those initial like first first impression like what even what do I even think about this things are, are off. I I think this is I think it's I think it's good. I think it's is interesting seeing because even the Gundam movies like they were much longer and they were paced differently. Like they made they actually like they already had the stuff and they were getting rid of it. Char was like Char's counterattack was like. There's, yeah, it was like making the movie first, so there's there's still definitely differences. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna um, a- ask you a completely ancillary, pointless question, but I'm curious about your answer. Ah, uh-huh. so you you have godlike powers and can rewrite reality, but you, you can only you can only re- rewrite this single thing. <laughs> yes, you just become the god of anime. You become the god of this specific decision. <laughs> Timeline A, exactly what we got. Charles counterattack yeah. the movie, Double Zeta the show is Double Zeta the show. Mm-hmm. Do you make it so that we never get Charles counterattack the movie and Double Zeta is uh, what it originally was going to be with Char? Allegedly. I don't, I don't know how true that is, but... Right. And plus, we don't know what that would have ended up even being. Yeah, so like right now, you can snap your fingers. Do you keep Double Zeta the way it is in Charles counterattack, or do you get this maybe even better version of Charles counterattack, but at the cost of Double Zeta's existence? No, I don't think... I don't think improve. I don't think Char's counterattack, because I don't think it's necessarily bad. So I don't think improving it is worth losing Double Zeta, which is very good. Because I, I, I personally think Char's counterattack is, is is really. It's not my favorite entry in the Universal Century, but I still i I like it a lot. As if you consider like the core canon of Gundam being Double Seventy Nine Zeta, Double Zeta, and Char's counterattack, I think it's a good finale. I think it, it thematically yeah. it fits. It's I think you are probably the only person outside of Japan to have seen Ideon be invoked before Char's counterattack. So that gives you a very unique perception, a very unique perspective on this. Yeah, like I've already seen Tomina, and like I very much felt this way about the the finale of Double Zeta. Like I, I, I've already, I already know what would happen if if you opened up if you like weaponized the inside of Tomino's head and just blasted it in my face like that already happened to me yeah (laughs) um before we go any deeper into this film i am going to say we are a full spoilers podcast and this is your first episode um we are going to i'm just going to immediately say that we are going to be like pretty this is like the culmination of everything we've watched over the last like year and a half so we're gonna be pretty flagrant here we're going to be talking probably about Votoms. I'm going to try to keep Votom spoilers to a minimum. Ideon is going to be uh, is going to be like open season. <laughs> Zeta, Double Zeta, 0079, the three 90s OVAs, like War in the Pocket, Stardust Memory. Um, it, literally, like, literally, everything Gundam we've watched everything this chronolo- Everything chronologically taking place before Char's Counterattack. Yeah, basically, including Origin. So, like, if you... If, Please watch those, or at the very, very, very least, listen to our episodes about those first. Um, Thank you for your understanding. 
we are assuming you understand. If you don't, that's too bad. I'm really glad. I work in customer service. I'm glad you can't yell at me. <laughs> Char's a fucking disaster. <laughs> this is a, like, I think, I think if I would, like, 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 like the, you know, kind of changing that hypothetical from earlier if i just could change anything about charles counterattack i think i i think i would add some some more scenes of just explicitly like charred like i want it to be better telegraphed to the audience that like char is a fundamentally broken man because i think it's easy because like because again i've already like known this like i've watched this man like just spend his life making poor decisions like when if you're going into this like just still just kind of assuming that like oh char's like char's like a cool anti-hero question mark like whatever he's like a good pilot and he's like super smart and super cool like you know anime shit like char's a lot more nuanced than that and he's a lot <laughs> he's a lot more nuanced than that y- yeah he's charge there's a lot to chew on um that's what that's what i love about this man is you can just there's depths there's so much depth and it's all terrible <laughs> we the the, the your, i think your second viewing you were like i think you you i think char is just such a dumpster fire in this film that it like was almost like odorous to you the first time <laughs> Now that I'm remembering our first viewing, like, I would not shut up about how much Char, I was just like, God, you would. You would, wouldn't you? (laughs) Of course you're doing this, you fucking asshole. Just a fundamentally broken man, and I would have, and I would have liked more with that, because when you, when you, when you, you have to go into it thinking about that, right? Like, it's, 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 because otherwise, like, Otherwise, you fall for it. Like, Char is... We only ever see... Except for, like, at the very end, right? And like, I feel that, and like... By that, and, and by that point, anybody anybody shaky on Gundam is just gonna mostly be confused at all the new type shit. Yeah, it's because it's like, well, I, I'm coming at it from this angle, where it's like... I think falling for it is also almost also part of the point. Oh, uh, of course. So you want, like, to, like Tomino is just, like, got ya. Because it's just like, of course people are going to fall for Char, because Char's very good at what he does as a character and as a as a person. And like, on both levels of the narrative. On both layers of the narrative. Like, on his layer and ours. That works. I and, like that. And it's like, I like that a lot. the fact that, like, Char isn't going to show us how he truly is until, you know, exactly at the at ending minutes of the film. Because that's not in his nature. That's not, Char is not going to show that to anybody, at least of all the viewer. Yeah, he like you know, I I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even be confident to say like that he that he drops the act all that often like alone like. Yeah, I mean like the, the who's who's the who's he lying to more than anybody? Him fucking self. I mean like that that's we've been that this is how it's been since like 0070 fucking two. Yeah, he was like eight years old or some shit. Well, not when what how old was he when? Zeon Daikun died. I know he enters the academy in 0074. When he's when he's um, fifteen. But I, I'm yeah. I years. But anyway. It's 
Yeah, this is why Char is my favorite character, like, ever. And my friends have been making fun of me for calling him Char, when he should be, like, Char. Yeah, I don't know, it's... <laughs> I've just said Char it's... for so long, if I say it in Japanese, I'll say Sha. Sha. Right, yeah, Sha. Sha. Um, Sha. Love, love it. <laughs> um, no, Char is Char Asmund. It's just, it's just, it's, it's got some, it's got some heft. It does. It, it just sounds right. Coming out of my mouth. This is the name of a, this is the name of a stupid cowboy. My favorite problematic red man. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I, I kind of like how this movie just kind of starts. I, I would like, I wish, I, like, I, I know that in Japan, movie theaters always have, like, programs that have a ton of extra information in them. Oh. So I'm wondering, like, I'm, I'm probably fucking expensive to find one now, but if I were to, like, buy one and translate it, like, there might be interesting shit in there. Fuck yeah. Because it's also based on a novel, uh, Beltache's Children. I uh, do recommend that our listener, if you were disappointed with the film upon your first viewing, I recommend reading the um, fan-translated manga adaptation of Beltache's Children. I am very interested in that. It's uh, the closest that, you know, English speakers will probably get to reading Beltache's Children. But it goes into a lot... It's essentially the, the same plot, basically, but, like, just... It moves at a slower pace, and there's more information. Mm-hmm. It, it, because it doesn't have the runtime of... It doesn't have the limited runtime of a film. You don't need to worry about people's ass getting blisters in the seats. <laughs> but, like, I, I agree with what you said. This feels like the final four episodes of a Gundam series. Yeah, because it's especially because like I was immediately blown away how quick it starts, and and I immediately because re- we're in in media res like for sure, like everything's already happening. Um, yeah, and, Char and, and Amro are fighting within five minutes of the of the opening of the opening like scene. And as as soon as I realized that, I did start to like understand the film pretty quickly. Of just like, oh okay, like I get it, like. This is the fin- like this has this has huge Gundam finale energy like but because it's a movie they're just giving us the finale. Yeah, they're giving us the finale and catching us up later, and they're, they're just gonna do the movie thing where everybody talks about information they all already knows, but the audience doesn't. Which is you know script writing. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Cause it's uh, I I like. I love this era of Gundam, the 0090s. I think that's also why I like Unicorn so much, is because I find this era fascinating. Um, I yeah, I continue to be like the the two things I never I never shut up about: what a disaster Char Aznable is, and what a failed state the Earth Federation is. Oh, just absolute the worst. Uh, I'm also gonna say that uh, we're gonna probably not we're probably not gonna do the huge play by play synopsis because we just have so much to talk about. Uh, mech fight, horse fight, mech fight, swan. Like, we might, I don't even know. I didn't, I did it just there. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I guess really quickly we can look at the mechs, because there's only, like, eight. These are some of the best Gundam designs ever. And they each have, like, maybe five minutes of screen time. (laughs) I mean, you see the fucking new Gundam for most of this movie. The new, yeah, of course. All right, I'm pulling this up. It's the new gun. All right, so first up, we got the RGM eighty nine Jigen. 
There yeah, you go. look at that boy. That's a slender boy. Yeah. So this is the mainstay um, of the... I think the Federation adopts this by the time Unicorn comes around, even though they still have some GM3s flying around, but mm-hmm. this is basically Londo Bell's workhorse mobile suit. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, the waist-mounted grenade launcher. Yeah. Like how, I just like how, how wide it's... How, how, how much of a thigh gap there is. Like, it's... Its stance is wide, but it's still very thin and lithe. Yeah. The GM feels so much bulkier. Like, this thing feels like it can fucking move. It, I like how, I like it's, it's like weird green color. Yeah, I, I love that they'll, that they'll go for like, like, like a minty green like this, often in place of just simply using white. Um... Because they, because, you know, they, they need the protagonist mech to be white. It was designed by Yutaka Izabuchi. Ooh. So, following that, we have the RGZ-91 Regis, which is the first attempt at a, uh, well, the first time we see a mass-produced Zeta Gundam. This is the thing Amuro has in the beginning, and then it's given to Keira once he gets his uh his new Gundam. It has a Wave Rider form, but it needs like a um. Uh, it has a Wave Rider form, but it can't transform without an additional like unit. Yeah. So, which I think is just to mitigate costs of the Zeta Gundam. You know, wasn't able to be mass produced because of how complex its transformation sequence was. And if you built a Zeta Gundam model kit, you know how complex that transformation sequence is. <laughs> I honestly wish they'd I make one not. that didn't have it, because it's such a pain in the ass to build the Zeta. I say this as a Zeta fan. I am I am not represented. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the titular boy. The Well, not titular, but the uh, the main boy. The RX-93 RX Victory Gundam. Well, v- Victory. The RX-93 New Gundam. Good boy. I like the four the four pronged um, V fin. I love the monochrome color scheme. It like yeah, it stands out. It's like um, I love its fin funnels. The fin funnels are the whole. The fin funnels are the whole thing. Um, it's because I'm trying to you know I'm trying to add this in my. I'm trying to like add this into my whole take on like the evolution of the Gundam design over the course of the Universal Century. Um, also designed by Izabuchi. Because you know th- this is their way of like returning to form, right? Because going from uh, 0079 to Zeta to Double Zeta, it's like you know more is better. We're gonna we're gonna make things more complex, give it more things, and like do more stuff. The Zeta has such a distinct profile. The Mark II is great. The Double Zeta went a little went like off in a different direction, but still trying to stay true to the original Gundam design. This feels like very much in line with the RX seventy eight. Like this is we're as you said this this feels like the next step. Like the 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 next logical step after the Mark II, yes. Where like the Zeta line was kind of like a diversion. Yeah, and now that I, now that I think about it like that, I do like it a bit more because the Mark II is one of the best Gundams to me. Well, because it also <laughs> has the RX um like model number, like the RX seventy eight, then the RX one seventy eight was the Mark II. 
and then the RS-93, and then the gun, all the Zeta, like, the Kyabashiki was the MSN, the Zeta was the MSZ, because mm. it was the MSZ-006, and then the double Zeta is the, uh, uh, the MSZ-010. You're right, I never thought about that. That is interesting. So this is... So yeah, so this is the... Yeah. So this is, yeah, this, this is, like, the next, in, the, like, the RX series of mobile suits. So, God, God, like, how long would it have been at this point since the last time Amro got in an RX model? He probably, yeah, because in Moon Gundam, if you if you consider that canon, he's in a he's in like a uh, a DJ still, and then Gundam Evolve in that one OVA, he's uh in a Zeta. He probably felt right fucking at home. And he and I think it's implied that Amro like at least aided in the design of this thing, or at least designed it himself. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love the, the new. The new is is like fucking really cool. There's also the high new from the novel, which has a. Uh, it looks basically the same, but the fin funnels are arranged in more of like a wing formation, mm. and it has a uh, white and purple color scheme as opposed to a white and black. Interesting. Yeah, that's the high new. That was the oh, uh, novel fun. version. Yeah, that's the novel version with the color scheme like that. And then the uh, they made this version was the redesign. I love the high new. I think it's cool as hell. I like the high new a lot too. I on what uh, I mean, you know, we'll we'll get to what I was gonna go into when we look at the rest of the. Moments. Yeah. So is that is that all for the RX seventy eight? I mean the RX ninety three. <laughs> um, I like its feet. Yeah, it has good feet. <laughs> semi semi Gundam feet pics. Oh, God. It's just it looks so good. It, it's animated so well. It, it's so on model. I love the way I love whenever they draw its eyes with like the after the gl green glowing afterlight. Like that's my mech fetish. Is like glowing green light. Very yes. It, that's specific. It has specifically green. Yes, it has to be green. Has to be green. Has to be green. That's the entire reason for Get a Robo's existence as a franchise. Genesis Gagagar. Green light. Gotta be green. Uh, the power. So, up next we got the Xeon shit. Uh, first up, we have the AMS-119 Garadoga. Good boys. Solid, solid, solid Zaku likes. I like the spiky shoulder pad. I like how the, um, the, the shoulder pauldron extend that the Zaku, that it shares with, like, the Zaku 2 can, like, extend down and be a full shield. Hell yeah. Like, this this very much feels like the Zaku 3. Yeah, yeah, I, I mentioned that on the second rewatch. I was like, these guys are what I expect the Zaku 3 to be. But but also, I love... I will that's, never not love the Zaku That's the unicorn version. Ooh. They look, they look so much more, like, properly, like, stormtrooper-y. Like, you can tell... <laughs> And then there, the uh, in the main Zeon mobile suit in um, in Unicorn is the Garazulu, which is an upgraded version of the Garadoga. They look basically the same, but have a uh, more extravagant Zeonish like uh, paint on them, and they have like a, a head that resembles a gas mask more. All right. Uh, so next up we have the Yogdoga. Fuck yeah. Properly. There we go. Love this. Yeah, this is it's so 
it it looks it it's it's built like fucking <laughs> it's built like fucking Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. It's just a big rude motherfucker with with, with huge arms. It has a, I like its six little tube funnels. They're similar to the Sazabis. Yeah. Uh. This is Gionese. It had you. You pointed out that the very avian design, like the, like the kind of cockatoo feather, and then like the beak like head. Yeah, the beak like head, and and it's especially noticeable when you see uh, when you see uh, Gionese, uh helmet, which is like similarly like pointed, like a beak at the visor. Then you got Kess's, which is uh, Quest Kess. You got her hers, which is uh, lacks the the plume. That Guyanese has, and uh, they and got a unicorn. There, they repair the quest unit. Oh wow! It's not oh. a major thing. I didn't remember it was there, but apparently, but they gave it a Garadoga arm to replace the Neat. destroyed Garadoga arm. You can tell it's Garadoga arm. Huh. <laughs> uh, in the novel, the Yagdoga was actually the Psycho Doga, which looked like that. Ooh, big head. It basically was the same mobile suit, but this was the uh, just different design. Huh. Uh, then, looks like we're hit reaching the end. We got the Sazabi, the MSN04 Sazabi. I love this thing. Me it's, too. The Sazabi is so good. It's, I mean, who doesn't? It's, it's just, it's just got that perfect amount of, like, detail and it's ch- chunk like and but without being like overly complicated like it's a familiar silhouette which is like honestly like kind of like difficult to pull off when when Xeon when Xeon suits often have such like such a such similar aesthetic you know like Cyclops mono eye yeah you can only do so many Cyclops mono eyes but but the Sazabi really is 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 like striking. This um, is the most char mobile suit out of all of them, I think. Yeah. Um but I do want to I I we do just need to give a shout out to the Nightingale. Yeah, we will the Nightingale, I have I have the boy over here. Just just a fucking that's that's a Digimon. Yeah, basically. That's a fucking digimon it's so it's so maximal it's the maximalist version of the sazabi it's holy fuck oh, oh lord he's coming it is 22 meters tall no no overall height okay its head is 20 is 22 meters its whole no. thing is nearly to is 20 is nearly 28 compare that to the oh. compare that to the 19 of the of the new gundam which is the tallest gundam by far this thing towers over Amuro. And Amuro pres- presumably kicks the shit out of it. Yeah, just like in the, uh, just like in, in the movie. But, uh, this thing is also just as fast as, as the Sazabi, because the entire back of it is just covered in thrusters. That's amazing. Which is the thing that's fucking scary about the Nightingale. It's big and fast. Yeah, no, that's, that probably looks supernatural fighting it. It's just shadow stepping, basically. And uh, finally, we have the uh, well. The thing about the Sazabi, I want to go back to the Sazabi for a minute. I just love how co- I just love how every single second of it is just like every inch of it is just covered in weaponry. 
yeah yeah it's 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 just literally just chalk because like he's just pulling out like this is his trump card this is his big move like he doesn't this is the mech he made to fight amro to the death he made this thing to die in (laughs) yeah yeah for sure like it has it like it's it has two beam rifles with attached grenade launchers it has like five beam sabers beam daggers it has a shield that doubles as a tomahawk it has six funnels it has a beam spray cannon on the torso kind of like the o that Chiraco had on top yeah. of other ants on top of other blazer cannons on all over it it's the thing is loaded just covered in so many fuck off guns It's cool as fuck. <laughs> it really, it really is. I want a belt on. I also want a Sinanju from Unicorn, which is the follow-up to the Sazabi. That one too. I do also. I do also want a Nightingale because I, I, I want to build one. I want to. I want to. I want to build the outlandish big ones. You know me. I want a perfect grade big Zam. You, you can't. You can't not do it. Um, well, basically, I mean, basically, I think, I think what I truly want is I want to be one of those. Mo- I want to be one of those motherfuckers with the high grade Neo Zeong that's like a fucking suitcase you have to check on its own at the fucking airport. <laughs> the um, I think a perfect grade Big Zam would be like the size of a toddler. Oh yeah, for sure. Because that thing's like three times taller than the Gundam, and the perfect grade Gundam's about twelve inches. That thing's like three feet tall at least. <laughs> Uh, next up we have the Alpha Aizaru, which was used by Quest at the end of the film. I don't feel too strongly about this thing, it sure is a big-ass mobile armor. I like it, it reminds me of the, the, the nuke Gundam from Stardust Memory. Yeah, you, you meant, it also kind of, apparently the, uh, big fuck-off mobile armor that Gato gets later was a prototype for this one. Yeah, and then, um, and then uh, this also makes sense in tandem with the, the, the Beltorgica's children design of of the of that other mech of the uh the psychodoga yeah yeah they 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 look a little more similar yeah it does honestly now that you mention it and the final mobile suit is the one that you hated the most the hobby Isaac ah it's so gross uh to to quote mahq directly with the introduction of newer and more advanced mobile suits designs being used by frontline troops and the Earth Federation forces, some old models were refurbished for civilian use and sold as surplus items on the open market. One such model was the Grips Conflict Era RMS-106 Heizek, which was stripped of its armaments and weapon capabilities, had its armor slightly modified, and redesignated as the RMS-116H Hobby Heizek, sold to mobile suit collectors and enthusiasts. That's... That's literally just like, what if you just painted a painted a Nazi tank and like bought it for fun? Yeah, well, like, which I'm sure people do. Apex Twin drives around in an armored car because apparently he can, and he lives in a bank vault because I don't expect nothing less of this lunatic. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a lot. That's. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not surprised. I mean, that's so. That's so Universal Century because it's believable. It makes sense. Like yeah, <laughs> this is yours. It's so a Hummer. It's a Hummer. It's a Hummer that's very dangerous when you don't know how to drive it. Yeah, which I guess a Hummer is. Oh yeah. 
So that's all the mobile suits. Not a lot in this in this movie. Um, we can roll a deck through the characters, or we can just keep going uh, spontaneous because I have a lot to say about this film. Um. Yeah, no, I I feel like you should fr- you, like definitely f- frame this because I I feel like 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 because it's a film like what it is doing and what it is saying is so hyper focused like I feel like I feel I feel like if it was just me talking about shit I I could wrap things up relative relatively short for us but um but this is also us yeah. Okay, so let's let's get to some happen. structure then. So let's let's talk about Amaro. <laughs> let's talk about twenty-seven-year-old Amaro Ray. What's he been doing? What was he? Do- What's he been doing up to this point? Like when when the when the film opens, how does Amaro get here? So in in the Beltachka's children manga, the big, one of the big differences is that uh, Chan in this film is replaced with Beltachka from Zeta. Mm-hmm. But basically serves the exact same role in the narrative as Amuro's girlfriend, and um, the movie, the the novel. Well, Amuro starts being, um, I think, on a colony, like on leave with with uh, like waking up next to Beltachka, and she reveals that she's pregnant. And people, and like some people, start giving Amuro shit about not being married, and he's just like, I don't know, we have a relationship, and we don't need to get married. We're fine. Fuck yeah, Amuro. And then she says that she wants to keep the kid, and he's just like, yeah, cool, let's... Okay. <laughs> I, I guess. I'm sorry, I like... I know you're summarizing, but, like, I feel like that's how Amro Ray would respond. <laughs> like, word for word. Yeah, cool, okay, why not? <laughs> uh, like, uh, like uh, Amro, I feel like you're not really... Like really processing what I just told you, and she just kind of like waves his waves her hand in front of his face. <laughs> but uh, I feel because then then Amaro is shot in the space to immediately deal with what the movie opens with. Yeah, that would have been because like Chan and Amaro definitely have a romantic relationship as well, but I don't know if it's as far along as like his is with Beltachka in the in the manga. And I'm assuming the novel, if it's I've heard, it's a pretty close adaptation. Yeah, I I I like them. I I think it being Beltachica does help the fact that like there's like other stuff going. On. We don't we don't get a whole lot, but it's like if if I had that whole back thing of like oh that's Beltachica, like I guess they, they kept have, they have this whole I already know what their deal is, and instead of me watching these guys and just having to go like I guess they're dating. Uh, she seems cute. <laughs> yeah, I wish yeah. Chan did more. I like Chan a lot. I, I think she's... The, you know for for better or for worse and I think over the I think every time I consider different aspects of that film whether or not something is better or worse my opinion on that changes a great deal um I'm still really chewing on this movie um which I guess is a testament to it you know um but like I think right now I'm vibing on it being generally being a good thing that like Yes, everything introduced in this film is good, and I wish there was more. That's my um, take on it. That's basically my take. Because every time I watch it, I'm just like, I want more of this. I want to see more sides of this. I just feel like that's always our take. <laughs> well, I mean, if you like something, that might be how it is. Like, I, I always, you always want more. 
for sure, for sure, for sure. And especially um, in a in a setting that is so like thought out. This setting that's the thing, right? Like this setting often gives you more. And it just it's so like compared like as much as we loved like Votoms, there was nowhere near as much world building in Votoms as there was in like in, Go- in the yeah, Universal it, Century. It, it, because it was, you know, it was unnecessary. Like, I think Votoms and Gundam, like, while they speak to a lot of the same overall themes of warfare, I think they're from such, such, such different perspectives. Um, Gundam, you know, it's about soldiers in terms of who has, like, the narrative focus, but in terms of the events that are important... It's a it's polit like Gundam is political. Yes. Like Gundam is Gundam is more political than it is anything else. And it's able to do that because uh, you know, what no one likes to admit is that everything is inherently political due to the nature of how we've chosen to structure society around politics. Um so that's all that is, but it's you know, it 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 all ties together in a way like Votoms was pre was Votoms was about people like in just inherently disinterested and un be, just because of their like Votoms was about people with like no agency like even the bigger players of Votoms like they're not politicians they're not like making huge moves like they're all scheming and like working within a, a system and like no one even like it was so hard for me to keep track of who was on what quote-unquote side, but only because at the level we were dealing with in Votoms, it didn't really matter, and everybody's everybody's priorities were were ultimately, like, selfish. Um, yeah. Like, everybody was on whatever side they ended up being, because it's a galactic-scale war, so it's like, you just happen to live on like this planet and today it's it's today it's today it's on this side of the war who the fuck knows or even necessarily who, who the fuck knows or cares where it is tomorrow we're getting fucked either way like that's what votons is about yeah and it's like the and i feel that the world building wasn't nearly as like that wasn't like the setting of the it just it just speaks to different you know strengths of each of the shows like not saying that's a that's a demerit to votons it's just its priorities yeah. are elsewhere for sure like I couldn't tell you much about <laughs> outside of what happens in the show. I could and the OVAs. I couldn't really tell you what the Astragius Galaxy is like. Whereas yeah. I could tell you what life in the Universal Century is like in pretty great detail. Um, and it's and it's one of the things that like it helps its it, it helps it so much. It helps sell its message so much because there's so there's because it at the very least touches on so many different aspects. I feel I really feel like like when when you when you finally wake up and realize that like Mecha is not about robots. Um, yeah, my friend, my friend. When say- you galaxy brain like the rest of us and join us in fucking Edeon Heaven or whatever the fuck. <laughs> My my friend Sayakon said, and I I told this to you off mic, but uh, yeah. one of the, my favorite things he's ever said is, uh, Mecha is like the anti zombie, like in terms of genre, where like everybody says, no no no, it's not about the zombies, it's about the characters, but it rarely is. Mm-hmm. And then in Mecha, everyone's everyone's like, no, it's not about the characters, it's only about the robots, which it very rarely is. 
Yeah, like I don't, I don't, like I don't understand, like because like they they truly think it's all aesthetics. They just think we like cool robots. I mean, we do. Robots are yeah. fucking sick and baller, but like, but like we spent only like, be- like only because like only because they are so we are only because there is so much emotional connection to everything driving the actions of these machines it's like you know the 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 robot is iconography through which we can access the rest of the narrative yeah exactly like is the shin getter nearly as cool without ryoma hayato and benke yeah no is massacre z nearly as cool without koji kabuto or um, even the or even the the zaku without char like is is anything like nothing about nothing about get a robo is cool without an understanding of like of like the 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 narrative of like the what is basically the curse of getter energy on humanity like that's the only reason getter is cool because i know that other weird shit um that hasn't like not necessarily has nothing to do but it's like you know if getter robo didn't exist and somebody drew get a robo just like hey i designed a cool robot i'd be like hey that's a cool robot and then like go on with my life like yeah it's why i don't really feel anything towards like just random like mech toys that don't really like have a correlating anything to them like i can be yeah, like that's like, really fun cool, but, but it's like whatever yeah it's like there there's a level of like transcendent emotional attachment you know me and you joke me and you joke all the time about like really wanting to fucking watch uh fucking i mean it's not a joke we want to watch it but it's funny um fuck what's that one that one anime with the really good opening laser no that's the one you want to watch though the one that we the one that we stumbled on together acro bunch <laughs> acro bunch yeah we really want to watch acro bunch i gotta tell you Dog shit mech. Oh that yeah, mech that sucks. That, the, the actual mech from Acrobot. I don't even know if it's called the Acrobot. That thing sucks. That thing's dog shit. That that thing's a that thing looks that thing looks like a like a like a like a foreign knockoff movie made from footage of a mech anime that doesn't exist. But like, it's some weird dollar like, store Brygar. But it's but the plot apparently is some weird like family treasure hunt where this freaking Brady bunch of shonen protagonists and their robot friends like are searching for an ancient treasure before alien monsters find it first like and that sounds lit as fuck and their dad's a weird cowboy with a gun <laughs> their dad's a cowboy scientist who built a robot that needs a domino mask I guess and their brother has an afro and throws knives it looks fun as shit <laughs> Oh man! Um, but yeah, that's that's the curse of Mecha, in in general. But what I want to say is that I think Amuro is this is Char at his least functional. This is Amuro at his most functional. Like Amuro is a wreck in Zeta, but like this is Amuro. Like Amuro has put his baggage in the closet, only for Char to come over and like open up the door and be and beat it over his head. That. That's really when it would happen, right? Like, Amuro probably, wo- like, the the day that Char announced that he was dropping Axis was probably, like, Char- like, Amuro probably woke up that morning, like, feeling really fucking good about himself and his life. Because that's a- when it always fucking happened. Because it's been, like, it, like, 
not counting, because Amor, it's been like four years since the events of fucking, like, Double Zeta. First Neo Zeon War is over. Amuro's been dealing with, has been part of Londo Bell. He's doing good. Like, I, I like Londo Bell as, like, a faction. Mm-hmm. And, like, it does kind of suck that, you know, the AU just becomes back and gets sucked back into the Federation, but that was, like, everybody knew that was going to happen throughout Double Zeta. It's, like, not a surprise, really. But it's, like, because the Londo Bell was made to kind of fill the, the, the power vacuum that the Titans left, because... So they're basically the Titans too, but not no fascism this time. We promise. Yeah, they're like they're like going out of their way to like the, their top priority is not being Titans. And they're and I feel like the 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 big gesture to make sure Space Knights trust them is like, look, it's led by Bright Namoro. Bright Namoro won't do a fascism. Um, is that true? Do they do good? Like, what have they accomplished? Well, they they. I think most of it, mostly they've cleaned up like Titans and Axis remnants. Hmm. God, I. I can only imagine how wacko and pathetic Titan remnants are. Oh yeah, like can you just can you imagine? It's literally just like it just it just I I just picture like, just like proud boys running around acting like assholes, <laughs> and then and then Jigans show up and murder them. Yeah, right. Like it's it has to just be the but like like they're they're running around with like no plan acting like assholes, but like they're acting like like every time they they pop up on one of these guys, like they're all they're they're giving some crazy fucking big like maga maga tears speech, and then like they just get popped. Like and I then, imagine and that, they, like, and then Amro goes home. I'm I'm bordering on fan fiction here, but I'm imagining that like Titans probably like well shit like you know. Titans show up in a colony. Hey, we're the legitimate Federation government. You are under. You are now under Titans <gasps> control. Fucking deal with it. You're then... right. It's like when they pretend. It's like when they like lie about being like law enforcement. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what it is. And they're like, hey, we're Londo Bell. We're here. And then Londo Bell have to go over and like disarm this fucking like hostage situation for an entire colony. Oh my god, I would love like a, just a little like a like a little like a little short like ONA thing where it's like Amro on that type of mission. And just Amro being cool for like fifteen minutes, <laughs> and like Amro's basically like a squad. Like I think he's like second in command behind Bright, or at least he's like Bright's commander of the fleet, and Amro's commander of all like the Mobile Suit Squadrons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like that's that's one thing I really like is that like Amro, like in a lot of other like mecha fiction or like sci-fi fiction, like the main character will be like, oh, he's a general now. He's like, you know, supreme command, like. He's supreme commander of the entire military, but, like, no, Amuro never really accelerated up the ranks that far, ever. Um, like, he was the hero of the one-year war, and then, like, in Zeta, he's just kind of a guy. Like, I don't know, I, I helped train mobile suit pilots somewhere in California. But Amuro's doing well. When we meet him in Zeta, his his entire relationship with the Federation is, is incredibly, like, rocky and, and like, bad. And I, because, I mean, he defects to, to Karaba, like, immediately. Yeah, like, as it was, so, like, 
like no exaggeration like that was one of the funniest moments to me in Seda where it's like he just gets done talking about like of course I'm not going to do anything stupid like why would I do that like whatever like I don't want to go back like that's the last thing I want to do is get involved in this and then like five minutes later he's like sneaking out of the bathroom of the airport with cuts (laughs) and then he steals a fucking plane and crashes it into something Crashes it into a mo- into a Titan's mobile suit. Oh my god, Amaro! I love Amaro. Amaro's like Amaro's like hot in this. He's really cute. Like Amaro's no longer like this lanky, awkward teenager. Like he's like twenty seven and like respected. Fuck yes. Amaro's like super confident too. He's like not like Amaro. Like straight up is just like. When everyone laughs at the scene where he fucking like beats the shit out of him and Char beat the shit out of each other and he knocks Char off of a horse, but it's just like Amro straight up is like in charge of his own life. Yeah, Amro's not fucking around. <laughs> yeah, Amro is in no vicinity of fucking around. Like this is this is this is like peak level Amro. He is he is he has reached the end of his arc. Like he literally he enters this movie and then and then just like never is never not in the mode of just like fucking like you know like when like when someone when, when you're when a friend or coworker like just pisses you off you just fucking turn around and just like start like marching down the hallway like I'm gonna slap your shit what the fuck are you doing <laughs> he has a nice relationship with Chan even though I wish it was elaborated more on but I know there's only so many minutes in a film it's very cute. I like I like them. It's cute and wholesome. Yeah, I think um, Chan is his best love interest so far. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> better, for better sure. than better, better than Veltochka, but in the novel, Veltochka doesn't act like she does in Zeta. She like she like figures her, she like gets her shit together. <laughs> yeah, she basically her and Chan are very similar. Except that, like, I think I think like Veltochka is a bit sassier. At least she is in the manga. Right. Right. Of course. It's like they, like they, 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 they met at a time in their life when they were both like dealing with a lot of shit. Like maybe they went to like couples therapy <laughs> during Double Zeta. That's where Amuro was. <laughs> <laughs> Amuro's over his fear of space. Yeah, honestly, yeah. That happened off screen, but still, I think that speaks to his character. Right? Yeah, I, I, I do, I do, I do like that. I, I appreciate media I, I appreciate like like long form like seeing the length of someone's life and just like you know it's it's such an easy complaint to like look at a time skip and accuse a character of like now being out of character like well how come then they didn't bring up this it's like because like a lot of their life happened and i'm like i'm not consistently bringing up like a- events in my life that caused me to act certain ways and make certain decisions because it's just who i am now like yeah nobody stays uh, static characters character like a good character is like a person and people people change um they also don't but they also do um i i i i like that i like the i like the priorities me too Um, uh i guess let's talk about let's talk about hathaway Let's talk about Hathaway. This is so far, so far the most he's been involved. 
And and for yeah, outside of the Hathaway's Flash trilogy of novels, like this is the only real contribution he had to the to, to the Universal Century. It was his appearance in this film. A lot of Cots energy. Yeah, he he is the Cots of this movie. I I, I don't know why we needed a Cots. <laughs> I like I like Hathaway because he's like I I kind of like how mostly I like how much of a fucking piece of shit he is at the end. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's like, you it's so painfully obvious and kind of pathetic that Quest, you just know Quest is not getting shit about him at all. Yeah. But he's like convinced that like, no, 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 we're actually in love and he ends up just kind of murdering Chan. The, 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 the whole strange, like, it's not even a triangle. The whole weird, toxic, like daisy chain of like unrequited feelings that is going on around quests is like just tragic and like believable so i guess we can segue into quest now because i think that's that's a more substantial conversation but i wanted to because with, with with hathaway you you were always just this hathaway's flash was always just this big looming thing uh at least since you know the movies are coming out and for a long time everyone's wanted that to be adapted because it's like that's, you know, it's been such a legend for English viewers. Like, Suda51 has said that that's his favorite Gundam thing ever is the Hathaway books. Wow. And he wanted to make a game out of them so bad. Wow. And he's, like, dying. He's, like, super excited for the movies. <laughs> so, like, Hathaway has always been a thing I've really wanted to be interested in. So I've talked about it a lot. But Hathaway himself doesn't really do much until then. Yeah, but like I uh, and I told you this off off the like while we were rewatching it again. But like I didn't even I didn't even know that Hathaway was like a recur of like a recurring character established in the series before Hathaway's Flash. So that's that. It's been really, it's been really ominous for me. <laughs> Just like I all like like man like this kid is here. And under normal circumstances, I would just be like, oh, this is Bright's kid. Like, I wonder what he's going to get up to. And I still don't know the answer to that. But I just know it's a lot. It's a lot. So. Uh, honey, you've got a bit. Like, every time I see him, I just think, honey, you've got a big <laughs> storm, storm coming. coming. That You literally could, like, superimpose that last shot of him peeking out of the Jigen at the end of the movie. And just, like, superimpose the lady, like, honey, you got a big storm coming. Uh, but Quest, Quest Pariah. The film opens with her. Like, that's, she's the first character you meet, and, like... Her last it? name is Pariah? Pariah, yeah. Well, f- I mean, hey, it's nothing Nothing else about her is subtle. Well, I mean, her, it's spelled, like, P-A-R-A-Y-A. Right, right, right. It's So it's just a jumble of katakana. <laughs> but that's a fucking Tomino-ass wow. Tomino name, fucking Quest Pariah. Oh, for sure. Um... A pariah called Quest. Um, <laughs> like I, I, uh, I, 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 I like her. That's um, she's the most divisive thing I found from this film because, like, I talk to people about Charles Counterattack, and usually people are like that movie's great except Quest, or every scene without Quest is great. Like she might as well be like Jar Jar Binks. Oh my god! To how much people hate her, and but this is once again this this might be outdated, but I. I I think people have gone from this movie rules except for Quest to Charge Counterattack is kind of garbage. 
which is the current consensus I've seen. Um, I haven't seen any. I've honestly just seen. I've honestly met more people who were. It's 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 flipped now to where instead of instead of Charles Counterattack being the only thing some people have seen, it's now something everybody's heard about, but they just had like they don't have they haven't gotten around to it probably because they feel like they need to watch like a bunch of shit before it, and it's a lot a big commitment. Uh, I mean, like people will watch like. I know people who will, who will watch One Piece over and over and over again. This is a hundred and like this is sub one fifty episodes to get the Charles Counterattack. Yeah, that um, is across three separate shows. So if you're somebody who watches like seasonal anime and binges like Shonen stuff, this is nothing to you. Yeah, it's 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 not as it's not as daunting as it seems, just because it's like technically multiple series. You don't like... you need it's three shows and a movie. It's not like. Or alternatively, three movies and two shows, but you should watch the TV cut of Gundam. Okay, I will. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, I, and I feel like Quest is one of the major things that that gets that that I think could have uh, had a better had a better turnout with like some more. Some more establishing, some more establishing stuff with her whole character because, like, the film asks us to like accept a lot of information explained very briefly or shown very briefly, and then like, you know, like it it, it hits all the marks. It I think it does enough, but it's I could see why it's it's easy to like lose sight of what her place in the narrative is and just see her as like an is like an annoyance. It's like no, like she is um she is the Tomino like innocent character. Like there there must all like Tomino has to sacrifice an innocent in most of the things he does and it's it's often women. Um yes. and this time it's Quest. Um so like Quest is are are we to presume that she's like up to some up to some like radical type shit with those hippies that she was with in the beginning of the film? Well, in the they're they're essentially like they're they're basically just telling her about new type stuff. Right. Being, they're like ra- they're like new, new type rad lefts. Basically, yeah. And she runs away from. She's like the daughter of the prime minister of the federation, and she runs away from home to go hang out with these hippies, only to get brutally returned to her family by by militarized SWAT police. Yeah, like this film just straight up cold opens with police brutality. It's pretty great, um, just in terms of like depicting the police as they truly are. Uh- <laughs> Uh, one of the things I dislike more and more about going to the, going to the, well, I mean, when I could go to the movies, but, like, when, I'm about to be fully vaccinated, so I'm, I'm thinking about going to the movies. Um, one of the things that, uh, that I often am reminded on, like, every time I watch, like, trailers for shit is just, like, how often just the, the entertainment industry, like, demands that you love and respect the police. Like, they're always... They're always present. They're always necessary. They're always like doing something for some ultimate good that they've never actually done in their lives. Um, <laughs> so it's great. It's great to see them just being outright shitheads. That's what I come to Gundam. That's what I come to Gundam for. It's just complete disrespect for authority. 
it, it's been there since the beginning. It's like, lol, how come everybody, like, how come everybody slaps the shit out of Amro? Because fucking, hey, join the military and find out. <laughs> Why does Camille get hit all the time? Right now, right now, getting on the bridge with a coffee mug that says "talk shit, get hit." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. That's where Judo J- J- buys his own mug, and that says that. <laughs> <laughs> I, the more we talk about that, about the theoretical Bright Judo relationship, the more I like it. <laughs> It's just can- it's just canon to me. I'm just imagining this like they're like in the middle of a battle, like Judo just put like did something incredibly stupid, like a wooden cushion on the on the captain's chair, and just like it just derails combat for like 25 minutes. Oh my goodness! Like someone almost dies because of it. <laughs> he throws Judo in the solo ship, like jail cage. Oh. oh my lord! But I like I like no, Quest. But yeah, but what I was saying is like so so she's established as like you know, like supporting new types, and then like she mentions she mentions Char, and it's like clear that it's it's clear that she aligns with him. But he, you know, she's basically she's the motherfucker on Twitter being like Char was right. Um... And, you know, is sucked into his cult of personality, like like a lot of other people. Um, and he is like, oh, cool. Like, you're like you're you're a talented like you're a talented new type. I'm just going to play along with your ideal fantasy of who I am to you. And I'm just going to be that so that you can, um, you know, help me just ruin my entire life. <laughs> I need to destabilize the Federation even further, and if I can get this idiot to kill her own father for me. Yeah. Which she does. Yeah. Fucking. Without really reacting at all. Which, her dad sucks though, fuck him. Yeah, for sure, for sure, but like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fucked every which way. Um, but no, yeah, I, I don't, I, 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 I don't hate her as a character, and I think... I think her and, um, why do I always forget his name? Gune. Gune. Um, Another fantastic Tomino name, Gune Gus. Gune Gus. Uh, I, I think here and, her and Gune Gus are very much like, you know, like, the, you know, the, the youth need something to believe in because the current establishment is just like, just a just a failure and a sham but um again like gundam is also about gundam is also about power vacuums and the consequences of causing them and you know char's like oh the federation sucks like i don't suck do you really not suck uh do you care not really (laughs) and your dad's the federation i'm not your dad yeah <laughs> your dad's literally like the prime minister of the entire earth federation he sucks dick i suck dick but in a cool way <laughs> i suck dick but actually um yeah no that's like 
like I, I immediately saw that for 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 what it was, um, and it the, the whole movie on on that side, like the everybody involved in everybody in in on the Neo Zeon side in this film is just a different way of like is just there to show you all of the various ways that like Char like manipulates people. Yes. I guess we could segue into, like, Yune or Nanai, if you want to go on that, you know, in terms of being manipulated. Um, the the thing that I can't get over about Yune is that you said that there was that there was apparently a point in production where they were considering having that role be Camille. Yeah, I, I don't know how true that is, but I've heard that multiple times. And I, and you know, I it's worth, to, even, even if it's speculative, it's worth talking about because I can believe it. Because, like, my takeaway for that, as I said, I think, during our first viewing, is that my my analysis of how, once again, bringing up my Kotz theory of how mm-hmm. to, to, was that how Kotz is kind of, like, anti-Amuro, mm-hmm. and he's there to validate Amuro's character, where, and then how Glemmy was that for Char, I feel Gune is that for Camille. Ah, I see. Where Gune is, like, is, like, you know... He has basically the same backstory. Like he only mentions his backstory briefly, but his parents were killed by the Federation, and you know he was kind of abandoned and left by the wayside. So he's under Char's wing to get for vengeance and a better world, which is exactly the same circumstances that leads Camille under Char's wing and Zeta. Charzy's wing, but whereas Char, Char, you know, was had still had hope in his heart in Zeta and, you know, wanted to guide Camille in a way to not make the same mistakes that he did, and he helped Camille learn and grow as a human being, and then Camille actually, you know, helped him learn and grow as a human being. But yeah, at this um Go on. But this is but at this point Char is so far gone and cynical that he's just playing with Yuna like a puppet. Yeah, no, he's he's like he's given up on 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 true on true human connection. Um which is funny because like everything he's doing is supposedly for like new types. Yeah. <laughs> and that's their whole thing. I, I feel like 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 I wonder how like he is like he is very much a I think in his own way he like he believes in the future, but he also believes that he cannot be a part of it. Yeah, I don't think like, in on any level of Char's plan does he imagine himself surviving this. Um, yeah, because, like, like, he doesn't want the future to have people like him in it. Yeah, I think, um, I think that, that's, I think that's true, and I think that's also another reason why he doesn't have a relationship with Sayla, is that my presence in her life would be a net negative. Yeah, he, he drives away, like, this, this is, that, that's why, that's why Sayla's not here, that's why Camille's not here, you know, that's, he, 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 he drives out everybody he could care about um because he's just he's just given up on trying like caring about people just never ends well for him the last time Um, he cared about somebody camille was a babbling lunatic and i think that's what that that's what uh i think that's what that's what drives him to to like that's what drives his rivalry with amro's because amro is somebody that i think in his own weird way he also cares about but he can't disengage 
because he knows Amuro will always will actively pursue him in a way that like everybody else in his life will not because why the fuck would I want to fucking because they most people in his life also come out of their experience with Char feeling much the same of like I really hope you never fucking come calling ever again Char Aznable like you you've ruined my life um but Amuro is like no Char we're gonna fight <laughs> no you're not like, blowing okay. up you're not blowing up the earth fuck you um and you know and one thing i noticed in the, in the, in the second in the second watch through is like like char is saying char is like having an opening banter with camille and like he calls himself like he he like pumps himself up and is like oh like calls him like the the great char asnable basically and it's like he says to amuro yeah like he says directly to amuro and i'm like why why is char saying that to amro like if anybody knows how bullshit all of this all of this is it's amro and char knows that and it's like i truly at that moment i was like that was a cry for help <laughs> amro <laughs> please kill me i can't i'm no longer in control of my actions like he's he's truly spiraling yeah, this and it's he's too far gone. He's attempting to. I made this joke several times, but I, I need to do it on 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 record now. Like he like he is throwing Axis into Earth. He is crashing his he is crashing his ex girlfriend's car into his ex boyfriend's house. Yeah. And he's saying this will solve everything. This will solve all of my problems. This will solve all of my problems. It'll be great. This won't even just solve all of my problems. This will solve the problems of the world at large. Oh my god. What a fucking idiot. I love him. <laughs> um, like this is this is such a different type of villain than like Glammy. Yeah. Like Glemmy, Glemmy was is like this is Char is is much more tragic than Glemmy. Was like Char is pretending to be a the type of person Glemmy is seriously aspiring towards. Glemmy is somebody that Reinhardt kills in the first season of Galactic Heroes. <laughs> like one of the like the snobby like old school imperials you don't want to or like so oh well I'm of I'm of noble blood so there's no way I can lose this battle. And then they do, yeah. and then they die horribly. <laughs> More, like, I don't know, Char, Char, there's such a level of tragedy to Char here. My One of my favorite scenes in this movie is actually the, uh, it, it's the, the scene that bookends the, the Lala flashback, where they reanimate the uh, Lala's death from 0079. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the best scenes in all of anime. But it's like, but one of my, I love how it's just like Nanai is trying so hard to just have an, not even just have sex, to have like just an intimate moment with Char. And as soon as he like, they get physically close, he immediately starts talking about Lala, and then <laughs> leaves. Yep. <laughs> Imagine you're trying to have sex with somebody, and immediately all they want to do is talk about their ex, and then they just leave. People have been there, <laughs> and the, and she is just so mad. I just she just throws her like her glass of whiskey down on the ground. Just, just like I I like Nanai actually, even though she doesn't do much in this film. I do really like her because I I just I really 
I really feel bad for somebody that is earnestly in love with this fucking bastard. Yeah, somebody who just, like... Because I think, like... Yeah, because that's another level of it, right? She probably... Because, like... He's a project, right? For her, like, she... It's, it's that whole issue of, like, you know... My love can heal him because that's validating to her. Um, she's she sees she sees through him to an extent and is like you know tempted by that like what like ooh who is the real char asnable and it's like honey that man does not know that <laughs> there, there has never been a is. real char as the last time the real char asnable was here he was the time he blew off Cassilia Zabi's head with a rocket launcher and it was sick the, the real, the re- and, and and even then, if you want to go deeper, the real Char Aznable was a fucking cowboy who he who he'd indirectly murdered. <laughs> yes. Um. So like, she she just doesn't understand how out of her depth she, she, he she is. He's she's just like, oh, you know, he's just he he puts up a big front, but he's so pained and tragic. It's like, honey, it's. It's just so much wilder than that. Like you need to leave. There, like there, and I like. I, I almost feel that he's like sparing her by not by oh, like yeah. Um, I don't want. I don't want to subject you to me. That's yeah. That 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 kind of shit always goes down like that. Like that's what that is. It's just like yeah, no, like because again, like he yeah. He doesn't do. He doesn't do. He doesn't do human connection. It's exclusively transactional. Um. He's he's just a vile man. Like, like don't get it, like don't get it twisted. Like, I I it's it's so obvious and fascinating where his decisions come from. Like, you'll never catch me like saying that saying like always saying that like Char Char Aznable was right like. Char, like, I don't think, I don't know if Char necessarily believes his own shit, or, like, necessarily cares. I think, because I think a good, I think part of his plan, the vibe it just gave me was just, like, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll, because this whole thing was just an excuse to fight Amuro, like, but 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 I think it's because it was it's it's I mean it is about him and Amro, but it's also about their ideologies. Like it's hope versus putting, cynicism, but a lot more complicated than just that. He's putting Amro's he's putting Amro's entire life philosophy to the test because Amro is Amro is somebody he respects, but he fundamentally does not understand in terms of like you know wait like after everything the two of us have been through, like all of these wars, all of this suffering, all of this pointlessness like all the times we've almost killed each other and all the all the people whose blood is on our hands like all the homoerotic sword fights it's like they they both went through all that and their paths have been so different and i think on some level char is like in awe of that but also deeply can like just like doesn't understand how like amuro if if you really believe this shit if you really still think that earth is worth anything like i'm gonna prove it like i'm i'm gonna like one of one of us like i'm going to drop axis on earth 
and, and it's going to it's going to either it's going to fucking prove a very important point like it's going to validate my worldview or validate yours yeah and and he doesn't care which is which because if because if amro's right then that's great he probably he would love for amro to be right and, and worst case he, scenario the the earth federation is fucking destroyed yeah right and like and then if he's right then if he's right then it doesn't matter because nothing matters and he can just fully embrace nihilism and die under axis <laughs> yeah basically I in I don't think I don't think Char this was a one way trip for Char. And yeah. I one thing I think is fucking brilliant about this is Char just fully embracing Zeon regalia and fully embracing Zeon everything. Cause it's like there's that one in his first big speech in the movie, after he he looks at Nadai and says, I feel like a clown. <laughs> and because he when he's decked out, he has like his fucking sword. And I think what he's truly trying to do is, like, I am going to destroy Zeon as well. Yeah, I'm the name Zeon with me. Zeon has been so... Zeon, like, I am going to do the most reprehensible thing. The, mo- the, the biggest... I am going to top the zombies in terms of, of atrocities. I'm going to top the titans. I am going full homicide. I, I am going to destroy... I am going to kill every human being on the planet. And I'm going to do it riding a Zeon-flavored car. There's it, like I am ta- I am taking Zeon with me. There is nothing. There there will be no one will ever fly the flag of Zeon ever again. But they did so anyway. <laughs> but they did anyway. Yeah, people are stubborn like that. And I I very much that's that's very much how I feel about about Char. I there there's such a like. There's such a pronounced sadness to everything in Char in this film. Yeah, he's never having a good time. It's like the the even in his like last moments as like alive, he says the probably the, the basically <laughs> what you said cracked me up, but it's 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 partially true. Where you just said I can't believe that Char in Char's last words he just confirms his own homosexuality. Yeah. But that that just I don't know I I think Char also never got over the fact that his that that the zombies killed his mom. For he sure. never he never gave a shit about Zeon Daikun. He never did. As much as Gene no, Baral tried, he never did. If we're to if if is especially if you consider especially if you consider Origins depiction of 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 Zeon Daikun, like yeah, dog, like he had no significant love for the man. He was a he was a very he was a small child whose 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 father could not be there emotionally for him during during very during his very early development. I don't really think he gave a fuck. No, not at all. I <sighs> Like that's why he could throw his life away like that because once cuz cuz like, you know, regardless of his legacy or his destiny or like the the priv- the, the, the the privileges that like being a being a daikun uh could could get him he was like fuck all that like that's no no i need nah <laughs> peace peace out i'm not dealing with this um can i say on the topic of gune that it's also kind of like i i i i, I like how just instantly he's obsessive quest 
Yeah, it's 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 like Gune and Hathaway are, are like both are crushing on Quest, who it, who like is infatuated with who's infatu who who is who is who is also infatuated with Char at the same time as uh and Amuro too. Um, but Amuro yeah. didn't really like Amuro being Amuro is just kind of like you're thirteen, I'm. 27 and i have a girlfriend what do you who are you yeah right um and then you know all all of it the whole the whole thing like that's why it's not a triangle because the whole thing leads back to char and that's a dead zone so like that's a char asnable is a shipping dead zone (laughs) um it's a no no, that's not true and then it goes just beeline just right just only the only line to draw is between him and Amuro, um, and Lala. And Lala, but Lala's right. Can we talk about Lala for a moment and how much I just fucking love how she haunts this film? Would love to talk about. Uh, would love to talk about the Swan Ghost of Lala. Because it's like Lala, even though Lala only has very few appearances in this film, her like presence hangs over it. Uh yeah no it's she's. <laughs> She's the boss of the Universal Century. Like Amuro has that one nightmare, and then he keeps like hallucinating her when they're on the, when, right before he him and Char fight. God, what'll it be, Amuro? Loyalty to the Federation or loyalty to me? Uh, I'm gonna just because I'm thinking about it. But there's a uh, there's a track called Swan on the. Uh, soundtrack and it's it's kind of like char's char and lala's motif throughout the film mm. and it's it's like what like the sound the score to this film is fantastic it's the best thing saigusa has ever done who returned from the uh zeta who, same composer for zeta oh nice uh, shigeki Sai uh Saigusa. and i i need the soundtrack on vinyl it's so good fuck yeah my my, my favorite track on it is uh is is uh new gundam where it'll like it starts off with this like orchestral sting, and then it starts going into this like, like dinner, 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 like like fucking like synth. It's so good. Um, it did look if you can pause the episode and look up just any of the the OST from um from CCA. It's so good. It, I think it, it elevates the film to the level that it's at. Is the, the score really the entire movie? I think rides on its score. It's fittingly I think one like, of the reasons that I. I think that's one of the reasons that I wished I I did rewatch it like on my own because it was hard to like it, it was hard to balance the audio of the film and the audio of the Discord call so I did miss out on a lot of the subtler uh sound design stuff. Yeah, when you do watch it again, I think you'll you'll really appreciate the score. The score is phenomenal. Yeah. That's I I need it on vinyl. <laughs> As as a film, I I really enjoy this, and I guess we're gonna get into the brief synopsis because I there's some other shit I want to talk about, like the Federation, li- like Char literally bribing the Federation. Yeah, yeah. And Cameron from just... uh, the original series coming back, Mirai's uh, husband to be. <laughs> Out of like all the characters to bring back, it's Cameron Bloom. Is his name Cameron Bloom? Because that's a re- I get, I just realized that's a Ulysses reference. Oh, maybe. Wait, I'm gonna look it up. Is his name Cameron Bloom? Because I think that's a reference to like James Joyce. 
neat. Um, I do. Uh, yeah, I, I his name's Cameron Bloom. Yeah, fuck yeah! Like out of all the characters, it's him. Just to give, but like in a movie with so much else going on, you gotta just squeeze in just one more fucking. Just like, hey, 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 audience, remember, Bright knows marriage is a disaster. <laughs> we did talk about Bright. We didn't. We haven't talked about Bright yet. Bright's here. So is Mirai. Mirai's in the movie for a bit. Yeah. The most screen time shame that Noah has ever gotten. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, Bright's here, and he's presumably a father. Uh... <laughs> I, I like how... Bright is a shitty father. Just not like l- he couldn't be less there for Hathaway. Yeah, yeah. Like Hathaway's all like Hathaway's in a like. I still didn't really follow the narrative thread. Like 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 I look up and I'm watch I'm watching this movie and I look up and like Hathaway's just like in a junkyard somewhere trying to haggle with a guy to like make a down payment on a fucking like little mech walker thing yeah like is he like like it like his tone like it looked like he was trying to like just make a life for himself there like oh this is where i live now i've decided (laughs) well i guess i'm in space now my my dad my dad's literally stopped i mean like my, Bright has to be there to stop the potential destruction of the Earth, and his mother is on the Earth that might be potentially destroyed. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, right, because, like, they had to... Didn't they have to move to the refugee colony? Well, no, it was because um, they... Because that, that was... Because the refugee colony is Sweetwater, which is where Char's base is, base is basically. Right. And then the colony they were at was Londonian, which is the uh, the headquarters of uh, that's in side one, where Judo's from. Well, he was from a different colony, but still side one, right? And uh, Londonian is the um, headquarters of the uh, of Londo Bell, right, right, right? So they were so that's like where Bright's office is. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they just kind of dr- like dumped Hathaway on Londonian, and then we're like, then the movie, st- then the second half of the movie started. Um, I guess the basic the basic plot of the film starts that it starts with with Caspian. Oh, uh, sorry, but before we go into that, I need to, I, I need to take a quick bathroom break now. Okay. I had a tissue on the on the on the table and 
Nutmeg somehow like got it and returned to her exact sitting position on the couch. In like five seconds. Yeah. Big fucking pause. Okay. So. Uh, the movie movie starts with Quest being violently returned to her family, and uh, I like the one cop who's just like, "That's not his wife." <laughs> Immediately commenting on on his uh, shitty on her shitty stepmom or his mistress or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, in space, Char is uh, dropping a gigantic asteroid onto um, onto Tibet, which is one of the Federation's many strong. Um, Many government locations onto Lhasa, Tibet, killing presumably millions. You know, NBD. Uh, Amro- Wando Bell fails to stop them, and so Amro goes to the moon in order to re- retrieve the. Vi- the uh, I don't like using the victory, the new Gundam. <laughs> goes to retrieve the new Gundam, where he meets with Chan and uh, August, the the designer. Who later reveals that well, it, it, the the Vic, the new the new Gundam. God damn it! Why am I fucking up today of all days to fuck this up? <laughs> <laughs> the new Gundam is equipped with psycho frame technology, which, from my understanding, is in super is a special type of alloy material that is condu- that is conductive to new type energy, which is wild. And the new Gundam has a, has a has a frame of it underneath, like has a. Uh, like an undercoating underneath its armor of Psycho Frame, similar to the, the the Unicorn Gundam, if you're watching Unicorn. The glowy bits in the Unicorn are Psycho Frame. And uh, the, the Psycho Frame technology, however, came from Neo Zeon. Char literally leaked it to... Because to, Anaheim, as Chan comments, is like, can you believe that Anaheim makes mobile suits for Char too? And then Amaro's like, sounds like a corporation. Yeah, that's... But Char wanted to fight Amuro on equal footing, so he leaked the Psycho Frame tech. Yeah, that, that that's one of the... That, that's the that's the biggest... um That's the biggest piece of evidence I have for it's like, yeah, Char, like, you didn't... You... You, you didn't necessarily want or care if this worked. <laughs> like... You really just wanted, like, you really just wanted to, like, stop delaying the inevitable, you know? Like, Char has seen the the march of history. He has had direct hands in it. He, like, the writing's all on the walls for, like, you know, the fall of the Federation and, like, the how in hanging in the balance humanity is. And Char just says, fuck it. I'm gonna st- like I'm. I need to stress test this. I cannot simply let shit keep like stagnating like this and just getting like, like, th- like you know, like r- r- relatively often like the the least worst side of wars are winning, but then just it just keeps making more wars happen. Like we're not like we're not getting better. We're stagnating. Like we're st- like this is shit. We're trapped under Earth's gravity, right? Like, yeah, our souls are being weighed down by Earth's gravity. Um, as he said in front of the Federation government. Yeah. So, 
if if any like you know he is he is taking the most literal meaning of accelerationist yeah very much so uh in sp- in space uh, well on the on the way for uh quest's father adonar pariah the uh prime minister of earth he uh is like I'm getting. I'm I'm the prime minister. This is my daughter. We're getting on the flight. And since his his wife didn't want to get on, his well not wife, his his lady didn't want to get on. There's one extra seat that was, and so he's taking the spot of uh, Mirai and her two children. Mirai makes a snap judgment and says, "Take my." He he's like, "I can take one of you," because me and my daughter are going to space no matter what. But there's an extra seat on this potential last flight off of the Earth. Because, of course, all of the, you know, people in power are fleeing the Earth and everybody else is trapped there. <laughs> Just like real life. Yeah. And so, uh, Mirai is just like, Hathaway, you're older, go into space and see your father. I'm pretty sure Amuro can beat Char. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mirai's just not concerned about Char. It's like, fucking... She's she really is just like fucking. What's he doing now? We fought. We beat. We kicked his ass once. We can do it again. She li- she li- I I love. Anyway, this was just the subtitles, but like, so I don't you know. But she 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 says like, um, like I've fought him before. Like fucking, that's such like a statement for Mariah for Mirai to say. <laughs> um, and it's true, like. She literally drove the white base. Yeah, she drove the white base. The white base. I would. I would. I would. I would categorize the white base as a ship that has fought Char. Oh yeah, um, multiple occasions. So yeah, she knows what the fuck she's talking about. She's one of the few. She's one of the few characters in this film who dies. Is <laughs> Mirayashima? When has Mirayashima spoke from from a from a place of ignorance? Never. At- never. Mirayashima has never been wrong ignorance. in her entire life. <laughs> She's a winning. <laughs> the only mistake she made was marrying Bright Noah. <laughs> I think she got what she needs. I think she gets what she needs out of Bright. I think she. I think she knows what it is. She's perfectly capable of raising her own children. Yeah, of raising her children. Right. <laughs> you did your job. You You're did welcome. your job right. <laughs> um. So, uh, the, there's a battle that ensues between Char's forces and, uh, Londo Bell, and the plane, and the ship, car- the, uh, like, the shuttle ca- uh, carrying Pariah, Quest, and Hathaway is intercepted by, uh, by the Rock High because the ship is, is damaged in, um, just the crossfire. Mm-hmm. They transfer the refugees aboard the Rock High to trans- to transport them to Londinian, where Adnar Pariah reveals to Bright, where we have open negotiations with, with Neo Zeon to stop this from happening. And Bright's kind of like, uh, what? <laughs> so they get to side, so they get to Londonian, and this is where Cameron shows up, which I just looked it up. The main character, Bloom is right, but the main character of Ulysses is not named Cameron Bloom. I am not as smart uh, as I thought I was, but I do know his name is Bloom, though. In, in oh, well, Ulysses. knowing, n- knowing. Knowing things about Gundam is 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 cooler than knowing things about Ulysses. Knowing things about <laughs> Yoshiki Tomino you know, takes priority over James Joyce. Any time, every day. 
And so they both hate authority. <laughs> just J- Joyce was just more con- more concerned with the authority of the Catholic Church than he was the the, the Irish government. Probably fair at the, to- at the time. And so, uh, Bloom shows up and he's like, "Hey, we're uh, well." He has he hasn't talked to Bright yet, but Bloom is there as because I think he's like a finance guy. He's like overseeing the the transaction, mm-hmm. but. Char himself shows up to these negotiations, and he's just like, oh, hey, um, I'm not going to attack Axis. I'm going to buy it from you, and then I'll disarm my fleet. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're going to buy it from us? And then he literally has guys in Xeon uniforms wheel in, like, briefcase upon briefcase upon briefcase of gold bars. Literal gold. And they buy it. He legally purchases Axis. And Blue is just That's... like, what the fuck are you guys doing they and they the guy literally tells bright like we're gonna use like bright listen baby bright we're gonna use the money that we got from char to to like help in the fucking i forget how they our welfare policies yeah like don't worry like we're gonna use the money to fix whatever whatever happens after Axis, which, like, is obviously, like, not true. Not at all. Like, they, what, they're, they're gonna build a second shitty colony. <laughs> like shittier the, than the last one. Shittier than Sweetwater. Yeah, they're gonna build a, they're gonna build a colony shittier than Sweetwater and skim the rest of the money off the top, and then just, like, you know, not go back to Earth. They're not going back to Earth. Like, seriously, what the fuck? The, you, you're, <laughs> I, I, watching that whole scene, you were losing your shit saying just how the Federation are basically Democrats. Yeah, yeah. Which you've been yeah, saying since throughout all of Double Zeta. Yep. It's, it's just the truth. So Char dramatically, instead of disarming his fleet, sends an entire fleet of dummies. Launches a surprise attack where Quest kills her own father. And attacks the Federation's main fleet in space. So Londo Bell is now the only people that can stand up in a fight against the uh, the might of Char's fleet. And basically and the... Bright fucking... Br- bright fucking, like, sighs and is like, I guess it's up to me again. Before this happens, though, right after the negotiations, uh, Amuro, Chan, Quest, uh, and Hathaway go on a nice drive in a big jeep. Mm-hmm. And Amuro hallucinates Lala for a minute, and then sees Char on a goddamn horse, and then literally dives out of a car going forty miles an hour just to fucking tackle him. Yeah, like this, just this, just imagine like somebody you knew from like high school, and they pissed you off a lot, and they became like a powerful politician, and keep pissing you off. And you care so little about their like their status, you just beat you just like you fuck you fight them. It's on sight. It's on sight. The fucking And honestly, like And Shore Amuro... just did that just to just to just to be like Hey Amaro, Amaro, I'm here. Char didn't like like Char didn't bring any any like any bodyguards with him uh like like nothing. He's just out here on a horse alone. Like one of the most powerful men in space right now. And Amara like, was fully ready to just shoot the fucker dead. 
<laughs> Not even, like, worried about the consequences of his actions. Amuro is ready to fucking kill Char Aznable. Yeah, Amuro is ready to, like, fucking just... Just fucking have every everybody... Like, everybody in space hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he would be... He would be, like... He used to be he used to be scared of going to space. He'll be banned from space. No more space for you, Amuro. Like He'll... Amuro, Amuro, if you go into space, like people who aren't even paid to do it will try to assassinate you. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Um and Amuro does not care cuz he's cuz he's a good boy and he believes in justice. And so, and right, before Amor, right before Amuro kills Char, is about to shoot Char dead, Quest shows up, knocks the gun out of Amuro's hands, and then points it at Amuro. And then Char's just like, hi. And then she defects to Neo Zeon and kills her dad a day later. Uh, Gune immediately takes a shine to, uh, to Quest. Because she sure has some charm. Yeah, she's she she's cute, and he's like a teenager. So like, that's you know, <laughs> he's Camille. Uh, I mean, hey, if he's Camille, he's that's his tragic green haired girlfriend. <clears throat> Except I like four better. <laughs> but that's just because four is one of the best characters in Gundam. But that's just me. Uh huh. So a big battle ensues. And uh, Axis is fully launched towards Earth, and the only people that can stop it are is the Rock Island and Bright's fleet. Uh, there's a long, drawn-out battle where Luna 2 is attacked by Char, and they seize the nuclear payload in order to accelerate... Um... Well, no, they use, the, they use the nuclear payload, I think, on Luna 2, completely destroying it, and, you know, a good chunk of the Federation's fleet in space, because the Federation are bad at keeping fleets alive. Yeah. Like, I made a joke when we were watching it. It was just like, hey, sir, uh, we're very much in the same position as when the Delaz fleet did this, like, ten years ago. This is a good idea. Don't worry about it. Don't man. worry That's about it. That, has, that, show hasn't, that show hasn't been made yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, all that shit was, like, classified, right? Yeah, like, I don't think most people have access to what happened to that Operation Stardust. Like, I think all that most people know about is that, like, a colony got dropped by Zeon Remnants. And then that nece that necessitated the Titans. That's, I think, what most people know. I think that's what, like, the average Joe knows about Operation Stardust. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the battle, the battle keeps going. Uh, Astonage and his girlfriend both end up perishing in the final battle. Asinaj did not deserve anything that happened to him. No, he's... He had a cute butch girlfriend. Yeah, they were... Ugh, I'm so... Tell me no. And then Asinaj dies moments later. I don't even... I missed that. His death is really quick, because he's trying to stop um, Kess from launch. He's trying to stop Chan from launching. And then she does, and then immediately the 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 catapult of the rock island gets hit, and he's like oh, vaporized. Geez. Oh my god! It's like really, it's like an eight on death. It's like real quick. 
yeah, the the deaths in this are kind of like that. Like Yune, like Amuro takes it, like because um, yeah, Kara dies pretty quickly because she gets captured. She gets grabbed and used as a hostage by uh, Amuro, but the fin funnels of the new Gundam react. Essentially, they react. He's controlling them with his mind, and they react quicker than he can stop them. And they end up firing and accidentally killing her. Well, they blow up. They hit um, part of Yune's Yagdoga, and I think. Somehow she ends up getting mortally injured by that. By that, and Amuro feels a lot of guilt. And then, uh, when the the Federation launches a nuclear, the Rock Island launches its nuclear payload to try to blow up Axis. Gune uses his fin funnels and manages to detonate all the missiles before they hit. Uh, so the Rock Island no longer has any way to you know directly damage Axis. So they break. At this point, Hathaway has snuck aboard to try to find a way to talk to Quest again. Because teens. Because teens. Because Hathaway is convinced he's the main character of this film. So many people are. Gune, um, Gune too. Yeah, Gune also thinks he's the main character of this film. And he gets unceremoniously killed the fuck out by Amaro. Like, Amaro just swings by and shoots the shit out of him. Amuro doesn't give a fuck who he is. Yeah, Amuro has, does not even know his name. He doesn't have, does have time. And this Brutal. Le- so Bright has this elaborate plan to, like, they're going to go inside of Axis and they're going to plant all these, these, these explosives in the middle of it and split it in half. And the plan succeeds. But uh, a little too well, because the one half manages to stay in orbit, but the other half, because of the explosion, is being accelerated into Earth's gravity. Oh, heck. And so Bright is just like, oh shit, what are we going to do? Amuro says, oh, like, Amuro has his final fight with Char. And it's it's good. It's a good final battle. Like, they're, like, literally, like, the Sazabi's getting, like, ripped apart. He's pulling out everything to, have, to fight Amuro. They're arguing philosophy the whole time. It's everything you'd want out of a final battle between Amuro and Char, really. Yeah, I can definitely see why this created such, like, touchstones for, like, what what mecha combat and like rival pilots are like it's it's doing so it's 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 again it's just like an injection of that like i I like i'm so used to like the more drawn out stuff from gundam where it's like they have like like some time to like go at it and like do other shit like this like jared and camille yeah it's like a whole thing that you that unfolds folds like slowly over time and this is just like like bam like it's now and i guess you know for char and amuro it, it did but like you know what i mean yeah they've had two um, they've had a show and a, and a half to deal with this but uh amuro manages to defeat the sazabi and he pulls char's like escape pod into his hand and slams it into axis and you, you very much love the idea of having your ex trapped in a ball and smashing it into things <laughs> It's so like, it's so personal. Like I'm um, like, Amro doesn't need to do that shit. Like he's he's just like, like wh- whatever like whatever is happening. Like all the all the, the Earth and the Federation and like all this political shit. It's like no, like I need to yell at Char. Like that's why I did this. That's why I'm out here. That's what I'm doing. Like I'm like, all pretense. Like, I think all pretense has finally been dropped, and they're just, like, they're just finally, like, having it out, like, for real. 
The Federation reinforcements show up, a ton of GM3s come, but it's far too late. With uh, with Axis rapidly descending into Earth's atmosphere, Amuro is just like, I'll stop it myself, I, I have no other choice, and is like, attempting to push back this gigantic asteroid that's part half the size of the moon with just the new Gundam. And in like one of the most like touching moments of like the entire franchise, Garadogas and Jigans both just start pushing it back together. Fucking, yeah, fucking just keep swimming. Like just people that were killing each other only moments ago. It's very Edeon in that regard. We were killing each other moments ago, but now like we're faced with everything. This is what we're doing. The best the best scene in the entire Gundam franchise is in this film where. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, a Garadoga is like overheating from like pushing it back and it like goes limp and falls and a Jigen like catches it by the hand very briefly and then it like and then loses its grip. That's like the best like fifteen seconds in all of Gundam right there. Yeah, no, it's 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 very Tomino, it's very good, it's so subtle, it's um It's it's an it's a nice it's a it's a nice moment. It's God, like on paper, it feels so on the nose, but like I love it. I love it too much. <laughs> uh, while this is happening, or at least slightly before, uh, Chan went out to go support Amuro with the damage regz, much to which got Astonosh killed, and then uh, Kotz shoots off in the uh, in a, in a damage Jigen to go talk to Quest. Kess is uh, fucking shit up in her Alpha Izaru mobile armor. In order yeah, to... Char fucking Char took this girl and just shoved her in a mobile armor. I never it's... did like these things. Yeah, the fucking it's I don't know it just it's it's just so like I don't know like it, it feels so much more like she is she is a tool for him like it's just like she's just another she's just another like colorful haired new type that 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 Zeon is abusing or the titans yeah fascists yeah you know? um and so uh in order to save Hathaway's life um Chan fires a grenade and kills uh, Quest and in rage of doing that Hathaway murders Chan <laughs> which is just so fucked up and then we just yeah, yeah. Rapid zoom into Hathaway, honey. You got a big storm coming. Oh, Hathaway. Like no one does. Now that I think about it, yeah. Like what? Like does he suffer any consequences for this? I don't think anyone knows that he did that. So he just he just carries that with him. Yeah, he does. And the big difference, another big difference between the novel and uh, another big difference between the novel and the movie is that um, Beltachka survives that encounter, and uh, Hathaway is the one who ends up killing Quest. Oh fuck! Which is why everybody for years was like, they can't do Hathaway's Flash because it's a sequel to the novel where Hathaway kills Quest, not Chan. But it's like I don't. I think you can still make Hathaway's Flash from this. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that critical. D- trust me. There's plenty of there's. 
trust me, there's plenty of dead women in Gundam for for Pathway to be sad about. I mean, he's still sad about Quest, but like, yeah, and and that's the other thing. Like, even if you still wanted to focus it on on Quest's death, like he can still be he can still be he can still be traumatized by Quest's death, even if he didn't pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and then he also has to hold, and then that's that's an additional burden that he murdered Chanagi. Yeah. For, like, no reason, basically. Fucking Jesus. And I wonder if the movie's gonna play into that. I don't know. I hope so. And so, uh, everything is going down. We cut to, like, everybody on Earth kind of looking with bated breath to see what's going to happen. And then suddenly there's a weird, inexplicable psycho-frame resonance where, like, the entire asteroid and the new Gundam are engulfed in this huge green light. And, like, all the other mobile suits are pushed away, and it's just the new Gundam pu- successfully pushing back Axis. As Amuro and Char are losing their physical forms and having their final conversation. Where it's the, it's the final reiteration of their of their own worldviews, where Char basically is like, look how shitty I am to quests. Like, this just proves humanity is inherently awful. Look what I am capable of doing. God, what a fucking... Like, that's just the worst... That's just the worst, most toxic, selfish take. Like, fucking... Like, if there... Like, basically, like, if there's a god, he would stop me. Like, shut up. And it's like coming from Char too. It's just like you're Char's basically becoming what he what he hates in the Federation, even. Yeah, no, because you know, because 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 he doesn't because he doesn't believe in humanity, and he is part of humanity. So like he doesn't see a point in trying to be like better than 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 other people who like more and more. He just doesn't have any faith in that that like anybody will ever like ultimately do the right thing and then amuro retorts with i'm not as impatient as you i can wait for humanity to learn and grow and and then chars that's that's the irony right like you know having patience like that like usually does tend to get you like ironically faster results than if you just want like everything like like right like to a certain extent um i am like i am a i i am in many in many contexts on a case-by-case basis an accelerationist like yeah if it's useless burn it down we can like there are many institutions that i just truly believe could disappear tomorrow and will be better off in a short enough time that it'll be better than if we simply just tried to like work with it within a within a busted system and tried to like fix that it's i don't know i don't want to get into it but um (laughs) this is a political movie yeah um but like i don't know how political char's being really yeah I, I think Char is being more nihilistic. He is, yeah, and he is he is using pol- politics. He is using politics to for his for his goal, which is just, uh, fucking, Amuro, please please kill me. 
and uh, their final one of uh, Char's final words are so telling, pretty much solving the equation of his entire character, which are just like you. Uh, Lala soon was a woman who should, who could have been a mother to me, and you took her life. So who are you to judge me? Just a, just a, just a, just a pathetic moron to the very end. <laughs> to which Abra responds, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like they just have the most uncomfortable bra moment as they as both of their lives simultaneously end. As Axis oh is pushed out of Earth's atmosphere, and this like haunting green light just encircles the Earth, and the movie just ends right there. And like, it's it's been often taught like it, it, this. It's come up a lot. It's come up a lot on this podcast because like, you know, I I like to uh like like headcanon and presume but like one of the many things like like you know there was always that there was always a wall that i would hit because it's like oh that would be char's counterattack stuff and like one of the things is like i it it's hard you know i didn't get spoiled on the end of char's counterattack but like you know I take a look around at the overall universal century and I'm like, boy, howdy, Char and Amaro don't seem to be around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's 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 the thing. If you just look kind of look at the franchise, you can be like, yeah. Um, But it's still incredibly, uh, you know, up to you, the minutia of what really happens. Yeah, I'm like gone. for for a while, like in, in the they're like a thi- but neither of them are like there was no bodies, so everyone's just so like according to a lot of EU stuff, it's just that like Ochar and Amro are missing in action, right? And it's like they're 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 seen in a lot of other stuff as kind of like disembodied like new type spirits mm. that are now like I I I had candidate comedically as like Amro, Lala, and Char are like horribly married. Yeah, it's just the worst. It's just the worst, like, fucking new type spirit polycule. <laughs> they're trying to work out their. They're trying to work out their troll romance quadrants. Oh Jesus God! <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever said. It really is. <laughs> I can keep going, but I'm gonna spare you. <laughs> uh, it's it's an it's it, it actually is I think a failed uh auspice. To, we can't do this. We can't. We can't do. <laughs> we can't do this. A lot of vacillation. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I don't like what you're re- reawakening in me. We're moving on. <laughs> we have to. We have to for our own sakes. <sighs> I I like this film a lot. I I I think Be Invoked is is a lot more visceral. Yes. 
and I, and it's a lot more out there, but I get the same kind of feelings. Like, the last, like, ten minutes of this film make me deeply emotional. Mm-hmm. Like, you can... I think, like, you can see that despite all of Tomino's, like, anger and cynicism, that there's still, like, this... Like, I, I you can even see this as, like, Tomino weighing his own nihilism versus his own hope. Absolutely, yeah. That, that and that's that's why Char is so compelling. That's why Char like that's why we have this whole thing of like that's why we understand Char even if we don't agree with Char. Like that that's good character writing because it comes from such a real place. Like in some parts of twenty twenty, I did agree with Char. Right? Yeah. Of course. Like th- there, th- there's always aspects. You know, that's you know that's how we get to the point where like. Char is such a cult of personality that there's people like like fucking when like when you really come down to it, it's astronomically horrifying how many people just agree in in that universe with what Char is doing. Like, yeah, just end the entire Earth, like wipe out, like after everything that happened in the Universal Century, like we open on the Universal Century with like a third of humanity wiped out. Yeah. And after all that shit, everyone's still like, yeah, this is a good decision. This is the correct move to make. Like, it's such a... Like, the... Probably... The the more the more that Char's whole shtick worked, the the less faith he probably had in humanity. Like, why, why do you all love me? I'm terrible. <laughs> And I think he was also. I, I do think there was uh, there was a little bit of earnestness within Char's motive, where sure, I definitely feel he was enraged upon seeing the people of of Sweetwater and how they've just been like thrown away by the Federation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like because he did make it. He like he did enough for them to literally worship him. Yeah, for sure. Like it's it's you know, it, it's but it could have been enough to just recognize yeah. their pain. It's 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 just a matter like the and I think that speaks to the to the failures of the Federation is that the Federation fucked up so hard and so often that Char's whole thing can work. Yeah, and that's deeply saddening for the people of the of of this world. Yeah, no, it's 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 bad news. It's bad news bears in the universal century. Um, I forget where i was going <laughs> so i i think i think lala and amro were more moirails god <laughs> oh my gosh um i think like now that I, I i think you know this episode has definitely helped me like settle yeah choice, that's i feel you had to, we had to do that for for it be invoked as well because you were like you felt not similarly. I think you were overwhelmed by by being invoked. Yes, this one I definitely could see because like y- you mentioned that like you know somebody who just like puts this on to like have it on and it's like I, I well no, I don't I don't personally know Suda Fifty One. I'd like to. Oh, so that's who you were talking about. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Video game director Suda Fifty One, friend of the show. Uh... Uh, play the silver case. Um, 
I will when it comes out on Switch. Um, that was also demanding to the you, the listener. Uh, right. Yes, of course. Um, I'm just like trying to figure out where I personally go from here. Like in life, like I did it. I watched Harsh Counterattack. Uh, <laughs> well, how do you how do you feel about it now? Because I'd say like you were underwhelmed the first time, but came off from the last viewing more positively. What do you feel now that we've processed it? We spent two hours talking about this film. I feel. I I I guess I do feel like it's the like. It, it's it's the cul- it's the culmination of it's the culmination of the universal century up to this point and like was you know was was gonna be the Gundam finale yeah this was gonna be the end um it was for a while until until f91 and 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 that's that works i i think for for that it works i think like you know if you ever just you know if you're disinterested in like the completionism aspect of like seeing every gundam and you just and and but but you still want some sort of like long form like multi-series experience like yeah just do the tomino shit yeah it's like it i would also say origin supplements that like honestly if you watch them in chronological order and go straight from Charge Counterattack to Origin, that might be like a really dope. Oh yeah, that may be fun. Go straight from like Charge Counterattack to Origin, and then, and then like if you want like that'd be a really neat order. You start with the TV series, then you go to Zeta, Double Zeta, Charge Counterattack movie. You do Origin, and then you watch the compilation movies. Ooh, and then it's kind fun. of like a complete circle. It's like a full circle. Wow. It's like a poem, it rhymes. It's like a poem, it rhymes! <laughs> that might be fun. Oh, yeah. I do, okay. right? Like, if you're a fan of Gundam, I like, if you like this and all of it, Origin is definitely worth watching. Yeah, fuck the Origin haters. Or, or read the manga. If you, if you say, I don't want to watch the OVA, but I'll read the manga. Perfectly acceptable. That's even better, honestly. It's just that the manga is really expensive to get in English, because it's all hard covers. Yeah, they're nice hardcover stuff. They are. The translation's okay. But I think, I, I don't think, at this point, I don't think I'm going to say that translations are good. <laughs> um, was that, that's going to be our next, our, our tasks for our audience are just going to keep getting more. Learn more, Japanese. Like, <laughs> please learn Japanese and watch <laughs> Armored Trooper Votoms. Please learn Japanese, watch Armored Trooper Votoms, and uh, get the ending with Fujisaki Shiori until you make a memorial. <laughs> <laughs> that's just I feel like that's just what that's just what like people get told when they join your server <laughs> stop playing gotcha games stop playing gotcha please that's... watch armor trooper photons if you yeah that you know what no one quick easy way to fix your life don't pl- stop playing gotcha games and replace your gotcha time with armor trooper photons <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I, 
I, I guess I, 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 I like how I, I like how it all wrapped, and and I'm. I but knowing that there is more, I'm 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 I continue to be phenomenally interested in 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 unicorn. If anything, that's what I'm hype about now, and I really hope that. I'm trust. I'm trusting that you that unicorn delivers on like every every single time you told me I'm gonna love unicorn. There's so much shit I love about unicorn. I, I like. I remember being relatively disappointed by the ending, but like, I mean, like a, an entire show is not its ending. Exactly. It wasn't like Con- the ending was terrible. I just belief. felt the ending. I, I I think it just ended abruptly. Was my only like issue with unicorn really? Because like. Yeah, that, that's how I feel about a lot of stuff these days. It's like so many, so many opinions on on television shows, like of 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 any demographic for every genre. Like how it how it always seems to go for go for people is like, oh yeah, it was really great up until the ending, and like everybody says that about everything. And I'm like, this is starting to sound like y'all's problem. Yeah, like, I mean, this it's is like... starting to sound like y'all just don't know how to accept something ending. Like if. Like, I don't know, like, it's like, I, for example, like, I just had this discussion earlier in my server where somebody was saying, like, oh, I like this game, but it's bad because of X, Y, and Z, and I was just like, I don't know, like, you can dislike something without thinking that it's bad. I mean, like, I don't like, my favorite video game of all time is Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation 1, and, like, I don't know, I don't really like the, the chopper fight on the roof. I think it goes on too long, but I'm not going to be like, oh, this game is great except for that fucking chopper fight. Like, no, that's my favorite game. That game's, like, perfect, but, like, you don't got to like every single inch of it. Yeah. Um... I don't like the sewers in Silent Hill 1, but by the time I, I start complaining about it, it's over. And then I'm at a part of game I like again. Yeah. Um... It's like, that doesn't, like, there being an aspect of something you dislike doesn't invalidate all the things you do like about it. Yeah, and on the flips, and and on the flip side, and on the flip side, like, you know, use, because because I feel like I've I've also seen I've also oddly seen a lot of the 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 flip side of that where it's like, uh, a piece of media that like d- doesn't really have a whole lot, but has like one good moment in it, like people like, one character people that everybody like, loves and an otherwise sh- uh, like that like the only pre- part of uh, like. That was a Tumblr thing I'd see all the time. It was like, yeah. oh, this show is garbage. You type this one character we find hot, or 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 or, or, the, or 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 being like or being like you know posting like a single scene from like an entire television series that like supposedly was bad, and everyone's like, oh wow, I forgot about this scene. I guess that means the whole show is good. It's like no, no, stop it. You're just bouncing back and forth. Yeah, it's it's and I feel that people feel that that's probably why why the opinion of Charles Counterattack is so negative now. Is because people binge watched everything because it's like that's the problem with binge watching because it's just like oh Charles Counterattack has the good animation I want to get to that so then you speed watch everything just to get to Charles Counterattack and then you're let down by it so then oh Gundam is bad or Charles Counterattack is bad Zeta was the actual good one um. but but I think that's that's a problem with like binge culture. It's a problem with binge culture, and it's a problem with with objectivism, right? It's oh yeah. Like, if if something's not, what, for for something to be good, it has to be entirely good because goodness is an objective thing that we can that we can like measure and hold in our hands, which isn't true. 
Um, and so as soon as you know, as soon as you can no longer stop denying uh, a flaw, then suddenly the flaw is the only thing that matters, and it, and the piece itself is now flawed because otherwise it wouldn't have the flaws that it has because if it's not good then it's bad yeah um and flawed things aren't good um so that's that that's that's where a lot of that is it's just people's people's fear and and i think it goes into it goes into more personal things for a lot of people you know like nobody nobody likes somebody disliking something they like uh so it's it's easy to get sucked into like communities where you know everybody only loves what you love and hates what you hate and there's no real dialogue and everybody just kind of like regurgitates the same lists of just like that's why nerds are how they are right like they all walk into the same rooms and just talk and just quote the same shit at each other all day for, for no other reason than to validate each other's tastes um yeah i think you just described the one of the major problems of modern fandom discourse yeah it's it's like it's like every like nobody's con- like n- nobody's concerned about the piece itself everybody just wants to figure out which ones are the best which ones are the correct ones to like to what end i truly don't know i, I, I really I, don't know what they get out of it and you know whose fault this is fucking capitalism Oh, always. I'm shocked you got there before I did. Uh, <laughs> um, well, now that we've no, well, now that we've some, now that we've corralled this into into an anti-capitalist message, I think that's I think that's uh, that that's our that's our sign to wind it down. <laughs> yes, yes. I I'm, I'm I feel this is like a milestone because I, te- I even though we're not going to take a big hiatus, we're probably going to take the same amount of time we took between this and the last episode of start our big o series but i consider this the end of season two yeah we did it we climbed this whole axis we are going we to crash this whole axis we we literally have rode the saga of motherfucking char asnable all the way here the 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 gal the the the, the solar system's deadliest himbo yes he, he truly is <laughs> You know what? I realized what Char's stats are. Yeah? Reasonable strength. Pretty good dexterity. Like, no, really good dexterity. Mm-hmm. Above average intelligence. Very low wisdom. Incredibly high charisma. Yeah, I was about to say broken charisma. Yeah, like, he does not need to roll charisma checks. <laughs> the only the only thing... And you're, you're saying, like, oh, well, what about when he when he was negotiating with Axis the first time? I was like, he just failed a will save. <laughs> you just like a man uh, that would be such a good dm move i'm just like if you're playing 3.5 it's like you just made eye contact with your ex in a very important in a very important political event roll a will save not to lose your shit Nat one you run up immediately and grab them by the neck <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened to char <laughs> oh good gosh you know what? If it is canon that that Char did in fact have you know possession of Maneva, maybe maybe that was his plan of like 
okay, I die, the Federation's done, Mineva will rule us all. Wow. We, he did it all for Mineva. He did it all for baby Zam. And then she looks at him and says, Sir, I am literally ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Red Comet, I am literally ten years old. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad to see that once that, that once again I was right. And years ago, years ago, when I proposed, when I proposed my saga of of casting, uh, Gundam abridged Char as various roles that H. John Benjamin has played, that Char's counterattack Char is is simply fucking real robot coach mcgurk yeah it's true i mean that, uh, there's a reason i always said that that was accurate yeah because it was <laughs> oh gosh i feel like we made the joke so much that like we should just do a guy den on home movie <laughs> <laughs> We do a Gaiden on H. Like a Gaiden saga on H. John Benjamin, but there's too many fucking. Here, let's watch all fucking. Too many seasons of Archer for me to want to do that. Yeah, I was just say like, welcome to Metrospective Gaiden uh, Archer Part Fifteen. It's like a sub series within a sub series within a sub series. Right? Oh man, it's fucked. We just start talking about whatever we want, but the show is still called Metrospective. <laughs> we used to. Hello, welcome to Metrospective. We used to talk about robots. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, putting up with us for however many episodes. Uh, thank you for riding out this uh, Universal Century adventure with us. It means a lot that I'm able to share my absolute favorite shit with all of you. Same, yeah, no, it it means a lot that it means a lot that this podcast uh act as my main motivator for me to actually just sit down and enjoy fucking entertainment once in a while and not just like fucking wake up and go to work and feed my dogs and scream. Now you can scream at Char. <laughs> uh, I I have I have and I will continue to for the rest of my days. Oh, Hamansama, we're really in it now. <laughs> like Zoing Hamansama. <laughs> uh, do we have any emails? No, I just checked earlier. No new emails. You can email us, uh, noble listener, uh, at uh, mechtrospective at gmail.com. Um, uh, I myself do not have, no longer have any personal social media accounts. Uh, I'm free. Uh, I'm logged off, and it's great. But if 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 you're still uh, plugged into the awful Matrix uh, battery pod, um, then you can follow us at, at Metrospective on Twitter. Yes. Um, uh, read us five on iTunes if you use it, or whatever podcatcher you use. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. That is our home base. Yeah. Um... Leave us good reviews and comments, and say nice things. And we'll read them on the ma- we'll read them on the podcast. Yeah, we'll read them on the podcast. Uh, there's a picture I just saw on Pinterest. Don't you want to be content? 
There's a picture I saw on Pinterest where it's quest. You're saying, Captain, Yune taught me a game. Between Amuro, me, and Nanai, who would you? And then Amuro... And then I... And then Charles is like, fuck Amuro. Marry Amuro. Kill Amuro. <laughs> and then Quest is angry and says, that's not how it works. That's Charles counterattack, everybody. <laughs> um... You got the touch! <laughs> no. <laughs> I, will, I will save the discussion that we had about the similarities between Charles Counterattack and the Transformers movie. Um, halfway soon-ish. It got delayed again. But, uh, it, apparently, as soon as we can get our grubby little mitts on it, we will be watching it. Heck yeah. Anyway, this has been Metrospective. You are listening to the soothing sounds of TM Networks, Beyond the Time, and We Can Move, Beyond the Tomino. We cry at robots. I cry at the Universal Century's cycles of violence and death. I cry at swans in space. Let them